Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 414th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Reza, I just got back from a very, very eventful trip. Yeah, and I'd love to tell you all about it. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. You you gave little tidbits on uh, on Slack to to me and Harry, but I want to hear this full story, so I'm excited. So the purpose of the trip was to celebrate my sister's wedding. She had a destination wedding in Italy, and Carolyn and I were going to tack on a few more italian city stops at the end of it so my sister was getting married on the amalfi coast congratulations to her by the way just real big quick congratulations to, to her get that sneak that in there real quick big congratulations to her and then at the after uh, the wedding portion of the trip we were going to take the train to florence and then from there She'd probably spend about 48 hours and then take a train to Rome, spend 48 hours, and then come back. So pretty action-packed, I'd say. We flew out on the 30th, um, and when we got there, we're like, all right, we're going to check a bag. Uh, we're flying to Munich, and then from Munich, we're flying on to Naples. This way, when we land in Naples, we're just going to get in our car that we, we, we hired a driver to drive us the hour up the mountain. We're talking like really, really tiny mountain roads. And so instead of trying to Oof. figure out how to drive, he's like, you know what? I don't want the headache. I'm just, I just want to get chauffeured. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the flight over there is, is pretty uneventful, I'd say. It was a 242 setup. And so okay, it was actually pretty nice that. You know, normally on those like long flights, I'm pretty used to like three, four, three seating setup. So a two, four, two is great for, uh, you know, two, uh, two people. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like the the best of both worlds. And so, uh, flew out. Uh, we we made good time. We land in Munich, and then from Munich, we um, you know, we fly to Naples, and then when we land in Naples, dude, I'm telling you. They're like, all right, you know, because we had a check bag, you're going to go to baggage carousel eight. We get there and eight's not like turning on. And we have an entire flight of folks. And Classic. no one's getting their bag. Nobody? Say that again? I said classic. Um, oh, yeah. I feel like that's happening to me a lot lately. I just like show up to the baggage claim belt and just not moving for like 10 minutes or so. Especially when we came belt's back from England moving. and I'm sitting there texting you during the... Uh, during the Sixers uh, um, Celtics playoff game, uh, I think it was Game Four when Harden went off in that game and, and won the game at, at the buzzer. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, and and so we um, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, and nothing shows up. And so we, I was like, you know what? Let me let me just go to the like irregular sort of baggage service, and then. As I'm figuring out, because we, uh, Carol and I, we normally do uh, eSIMs 
as I'm turning it on, I find an email and it's like, oh, your bag has been delayed. I was like, all right, cool. It's in Munich, I guess. And then we slowly start to see everyone um, start to get in line behind us. And, you know, one thing that we, we sort of started to learn pretty quickly about uh, Italian sort of services, that they move at their own pace. You know, they're going to go as fast as they want to go. It felt like the, a lot of it was just DMV sort of speed. Um, and, and so, you know, we're, we're waiting in line. And, and mind you, we had our car was scheduled to pick us up within the hour of landing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And no joke when I say that we stood in the line for like to file a claim for a close to two hours. Oh, wow. That's how slowly this thing. Oh, was. wow. And so we're we're slow. We're like we were we're constantly texting the uh, our driver via WhatsApp. It's like, hey man, we're still here. He goes, all right, you know, I'm waiting. Don't worry. And then later he goes, you know, I I had to cancel another job, but I'm still here. And so you know, we're we're feeling terrible, right? Yeah. We get to the front of the line. We get a claim. We we bolt on out of there. We meet up with the driver. And at that point, I, I already decided I'm going to tip this dude like a shit ton of money just because he didn't need to stick around. But the fact that he did was like, you know, because there was no other way for us to realistically get up there uh, without having to spend even more money out of pocket. Uh, I think the way that like what it co- ended up costing us was around 150 to $200 like each way for a car to meet us at the airport, drive us the hour to the town. Because the way the town works is there, there's no, like, parking for, like, non-residents. And so you, you drive to essentially a cul-de-sac, and all non-Ravello residents have to turn around. And so, like, a lot of the cabs basically are parked in that cul-de-sac ready to pick up folks who are trying to go between town to town. And so we're like, all right, you know, thankfully they do wait in, and I tipped them 100 euro um, wow. when he dropped us off. But it was just like, yeah. You know, yeah. Felt like there was nothing else I could really do. You know what I mean? Considering how, like, I guess in, in a sense, like, uh, how sort of put out we were. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, we, uh, you know, we get to Revillo and we're down a bag. And so in that big bag, we had all of our toiletries we had like uh, a lot of our outfits and so thankfully you know remember when i told you that trip to india for that other wedding like that bag got delayed as well carol right. and i have now really gotten the packing strategy down so like all of our wedding attire i'm talking suits shoes shirts ties like everything is basically in our hand as my main carry-on uh and in the other roller bag that we have, we sort of split up like a couple of days outfits for her, a couple of days outfits for me. And so we had to first like run to the pharmacy to, to get stuff in. And, and so it wasn't the best foot to, to sort of start the trip on. And we come to find out later that there was a labor strike in Munich. And so that is why like all of our bags for a particular flight were, were not loaded. Um, what's interesting, uh, and I keep going back to this. The pilot in Munich said, we're just waiting for the bags to get loaded, and then we're going to push off and get on out of here. Like, I remember that specifically. 
I was and just so, about to say, how did they didn't. not tell you this beforehand? Like, they knew the bags weren't on the plane. So how did they not tell anybody? I guess, like, they just don't want to have irritated, pissed off passengers the whole flight. But I don't know. Like, that's that wasn't a surprise. Like, oh, we land. Like, oh, where are the bags? I don't know. How'd the bags not get loaded? No, they, pilots yeah. knew. Everybody knew. And everyone knew except us. Yeah, yeah everyone they, except for you guys. Like, yeah. It's like, I guess we're not sure. We're just not going to tell them. It's like, all right, I guess. Um, and and so, you know, we're, we're finding our stuff. Carolyn's trying to find a dress, like a casual dress that she can wear around uh, the town of Ravello. And what's interesting is, like, when we showed up, like, the, the welcome drinks event, dude, was, like, in five hours. And so I show up. I'm telling you, dude, I had... I, I showed up in fucking like a like a button down and, and shorts, and this was not the attire that I wanted to to attend this event in. You know what I mean? Like I had yeah. long pants. I was not trying to show calves, you know. And so it was, it was just like everyone understood, and everyone yeah, and, yeah. to their to their to their credit, everyone was very gracious about like, oh, we get it. You know, your, your clothes are somewhere in munich and so mm-hmm. it was one of those every day waiting 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 and it took about three days for it was like the the day like i'm telling you dude 30 minutes before not really 30 minutes like an hour before we're starting to get ready for the um for the wedding itself we're talking like you know we're, we're way past um, rehearsal dinner we're like on the day showtime our bags showed up the dude fucking knocked on our door and delivered our bags like an hour before like it could not have been a wow. more photo finish thing but like the stress of just holding that you know what i mean yeah uh, that's the entire that's, time that's brutal that is yeah, absolutely brutal so i can't believe it took not, that long to get fun. the back to you oh dude it was awful it was so bad um, but you know, I'll say this, man, the, the town of Ravello is real nice. It's, uh, it's on a cliffside, uh, a lot of hills. There's a nice little square. Uh, I, you know, Carol and I were able to grab lunch, uh, and breakfast with my parents. We we're just walking around, taking a lot of photos. Uh, we hung out with my parents sort of the, the first day. Uh, we went to two of the big villas that have like these really nice manicured, uh, grounds, uh, got a lot of great photos, you know, to my sister's credit, she was, she put on a great, great weekend. The rehearsal dinner was delicious. It was in the, at this restaurant called Mimi's Pizzeria. Uh, they had this really nice outdoor like patio space and the long ass table. We, we ate under, uh, you know, a massive moon. It was like pizzas and pastas and, and great Italian food. Uh, so that was fun. The day of the wedding, um, she, you know, the, the, the bridal party is getting ready at this, uh, this like villa, uh, right on the cliffside. And so while we're getting our photos taken, you know, with Julia, with, uh, Kurt, her, uh, her husband, my, my, my brother-in-law, we're, we're talking like it's the, the, the edge of a cliff. And, and so it's like limitless views. You can see towns sort of dotted on these, like the, on the mountainside, uh, Beautiful ceremony, uh, very emotional ceremony. Uh, that one of the, his uh, best friends uh, was the one that was officiating. They wrote their own vows. Everyone got emotional. 
you know, my brother-in-law doesn't normally get emotional. A lot of his friends were like, we've never seen the man cry, and he was sobbing. <laughs> so it, it felt in, in a way similar to my wedding, where it's like, I'm not a big crier, but, dude, I was yeah. fucking waterworks on mine. Um, <laughs> How many guests? And, uh, I think it was around, like, 50. Okay. Uh, that's, pr- that's pretty so, so good for destination. Yeah. yeah, pretty yeah, good for yeah. destination wedding. Yeah, it was a it was a great showing by by friends and family. Uh, everyone was really excited. Uh, the the dress code was fabulous, uh, and so I wore a like lime green or not not lime green, a mint green linen suit uh, with a with a beautiful beautiful uh, tie. This is the same tie that I bought. Well, the tie is the, is one that I bought from the the japanese like menswear neckwear company that i think i told you about before that like ernie johnson shops there like a lot oh, of people right. yeah, yeah. So if you're ever in town I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly take you it's all like handmade stuff they have you know it's your standard wide ties uh narrow ties uh you know uh casual ties really formal ties and then they do like you know, uh, different patterns or is it, you know, stripes or solids. And what's fun is um, because they're all handmade by him, they're like limited, like everything's a limited run. So the, the tie that I got uh, was one of six. And even within that six, none of them are the same. So I mean, there's always a minor deviation. And so you see in the tag, like what run this is what number it's sort of like that like you know sneaker drop concept of like you know once he's out that's it we're not making these no more yeah uh so it's always fun wore loafers um it was hot dude i'm I'm telling you like in italy right now because they were you know excuse me i'm dealing with jet lag right now but like in the mountains by the but by the by the ocean i was like you know 70s low 80s but you know later when we get to florence and and rome i was like dude it's like mid 90s this week is over 100 there it's awful um but you know the the wedding was great uh my, my my parents uh dipped a little bit early uh in the uh the reception uh they they had a uh like a a long drive a lot of my family, um, you know, cousins and, and whatnot, uh, were joining my parents, and, and they were taking the a car from Ravello back to Rome, which is like a four hour drive, and they were going to fly to Athens to do like a Mediterranean cruise. Wow. Uh, Carol and I also left a little early because we were leaving early the next day. Uh, her, um, what's it called? My sister and uh, and her husband they they planned this. What seemed like a fantastic like. Uh, beach day so you, you got on like a chartered boat you went to this private beach there was like food for everyone you're just swimming in the water but unfortunately we just had to dip early um, and we, we caught a, a their version of like a high speed rail I don't, I don't want to call it a bullet train but like their version of a high speed <laughs> rail yeah um, you know we, we caught that to, to Florence normally that's like I remember taking that that was like a five hour trip before when I started abroad in 2010 now it's only a three hour trip with like way fewer um, way fewer stops you know Florence is great I had you know it was sort of a a wild like uh, trip down memory lane I didn't think I was going to be interested in like going to the old places but you know I went to my old I was able to walk to my old dorm uh, building. That's how oh, really? close our hotel was. Just walking around the city, 
uh, ate at a restaurant that I'd always wanted to eat at when I was studying abroad there, but you know, I was so poor, I never really ate at restaurants. Um, we got that's gelato cool, every night. What's that? I said that's pretty cool though. Trip down memory lane, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, kept telling Carol like this is where we would do this, this is where we would do that. Yeah. Um, and so that was always, that was that was really neat. Um, and we, uh, you know we were really looking forward to the gelato lifestyle. So, you know, it was one of those things where as we're, as we're making our way around, uh, if we found the place that we wanted to get gelato, then boom, we're just going to go and get gelato. Uh, and it was really cheap. It was like, uh, maybe three, $4 for a small cup. Um, you know, I sort of like to break out my gelato tasting into two categories, whether it's, you know, more, more fuller bodied or, or, or fruit forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. like really mixing it so you know if it's pistachio night or if it's coffee night that's that otherwise it's uh, it's like lemon it's uh, melon mango is always good and so um, yeah what else can I tell you about Florence it was just you know we didn't really do a lot of the um, museums Carol really wasn't interested in like renaissance art and I had seen all that stuff before and so mm-hmm. What I ended up doing was just like walking past and, and taking her to like, all right, you know, we gotta see the main church, the same, the main basilica. Uh, well, also went on a nice walk through the city to show her like this overlook, so she could really see Florence um, without having to really feel like you know we needed to go to every single museum just because if you know be a a, a many many a long line uh, if if we wanted to do it and and so we were able to sort of maximize our time there just like chilling you know like we would whenever we got lunch someplace it really wasn't you know what was nice was there really wasn't a uh uh what's it called like we weren't rushing to get to places we never really felt hurried and so a uh like a lunch if a lunch ran two and a half hours it really did we didn't care you know what i mean it was like a, a full-on uh vacation mode i'd say yeah uh which is which is always nice super dope um she's really flying through this trip uh but you know we then took the tri- the train south to rome uh got out of rome it was hot as shit um thankfully our hotel was really close and then we the first day in rome we walked every we basically walked everywhere um but in rome the first day we saw Trevi Fountain, Spanish Steps, Pantheon. Uh, we grabbed dinner in the Jewish ghetto quarter. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, pasta in Italy. Pasta and, pasta and pizza were elite. Uh, the pasta that I had was like a, a basic rigatoni uh, with veal entrails. So like the stomach. Whoa. Uh, and it's delicious. I love that shit. I love that shit. Um and Carolyn got a got a, a more not, not I'll say a basic pasta but like more of like a like a pasta with like garlic and oil forward flavors. And then we slowly walked home and got gelato. Uh, the next day was the big day. We had a, a Colosseum tour, uh, and then we toured the Vatican. The thing with the Colosseum tour though was it like happened at eleven thirty, and I'm telling you, dude, it was ninety two degrees out, and if you were standing in the sun, you wanted to die. <laughs> uh, you, you, I mean, people, 
when people deny uh, global warming, it's like, yeah, just go outside. Like, it shouldn't be this hot all the time. Uh, we had a, it was like, I, I it was a few days ago, so the, the street could be going still, but I think the average temperature on Earth had exceeded the, um, like, an all-time high for, for a particular stretch in, in July, and it was like five or six days running. I'm not sure if it's still going at this point now, but yeah. Yeah, not great. Like yeah, every time like, you see those a, records, that's not a like, record that we yeah, want to be setting. You, you keep seeing these records year after year. It's like, oh, all time high. Like, I'm just like, oh, G- GG Earth. Like, look, look, look at us setting second setting records year after year. Except these are these are the records that you don't want to be setting. So, these are not the records you want to be setting. You're absolutely right. Um, and then, so like we, you know, after the Coliseum, we uh, we basically was like, you know what? Let's grab a quick lunch. But we're so like overheated that we decided, you know what, it's probably better for us to just go back to the hotel, take a beat, maybe like relax for a little bit. Carolyn took a nap and then we called a car and then we drove the car, the taxi like took us to the uh, to the Vatican. And so we, you know, we were inside um, doing the, the Vatican Museum tour. And then, uh, you know, the highlight of that tour is the Sistine Chapel. And so Carol and I, we spent a lot of time in the Sistine Chapel because there was like some, some seating around the edge and we had an audio tour. And so uh, we, we were basically like keying in all these codes to learn more about the Sistine Chapel. And also, dude, the Sistine Chapel was like one of the only places in the entire museum that wasn't cooled by a fan. It was cooled with AC. So we were chilling in there for a good hour to be like, right, let, let's catch our breath in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's uh, – what's amazing though is like just, you know, you learn so much and you've, you've, you've seen the Sistine Chapel – uh, in books and magazines and, and whatever, but uh, there's nothing like being in the room and looking up and just seeing like you know the art uh, and understanding the, the symbolism and the imagery. Like even if you're not religious or even if you're not a uh, sort of practicing Christian, it's always just really cool to see that kind of imagery and just being oh, I understand the symbolism. It may not move me the same way it may move you, but it's like you know. There, there's something to be said about like oh this is probably one of the the most important rooms in a building on planet earth given its importance yeah uh you know it'd be like if you were in mecca you know i'd be like oh yeah no this this may not affect me personally but i can understand that like, you can feel the resonance in a way of, of a place like that so that was really cool to to experience with carolyn right yeah that's cool um uh, yeah, and then we got dinner afterward, and then we slowly walked home, uh, and then we, um, what's it called? That was it. Like, uh, and then we, uh, this is this is awful, dude. So we, we woke up. I woke up early because you know the jet lag was killing me. I woke up and I got an email around four thirty saying our flight's delayed. It's like, all right, all right, cool. How long is it delayed? About an hour. And then they said, like, you know, you only get an email if the next delay is more than 15 minutes. And, of course, I get another one. So mm-hmm. I text. I, I, when I you know, woke up, Carolyn. I was like, all right, listen, like, we don't. Because we set an alarm for 730, thinking we're going to go get breakfast at the hotel. And then, you know, I'd already pre-bought train tickets so that we were going to get to the 
uh, airport early, but I was like, hey, listen, sleep till noon. You know, our flight's like mad delay. We don't have to get to the airport or whatever. So like, you know, we were able to do that. And then, um, what's it called? We, we slowly make our way to the airport. We get to the airport with about like three, a little over three hours to go. And we, we, we finally make it to uh, the check-in counter. And it was a shit show. It wasn't as bad as, say, our trip to Brazil that one time. But it was like a lot of people already in line. Everyone had essentially already checked in. But, you know, people wanted to check bags. And it was just a, a, a crazy sort of number of lines that kept shifting who was like who was in what line so like they would move stanchions and then you know the the check-in agents would only like you know do the business class first and then like you know if you got moved to a bad line you uh, you know you may not your, your line may not move and so carolyn and i and like everyone around us we, we it just felt like we got moved to a bad line. We only had one person working our <laughs> our set of people, but like four people were doing the other ones. And dude, I'm telling you, multiple people were like yelling in Italian, like, "Oh, we want to speak to the manager. This doesn't seem fair." And then like the Italians are like, they're so fucking guffy. They're like, "Yeah, the manager's over there. Uh, the she's the lady that's working at the first one. Go ahead, speak to that person." And then when they would go, they're like, "I'm not the manager." Who told you I'm the manager? It's like, oh, wow. Man, you're doing one of these things. <laughs> Took us over two hours to check in. And then when we checked in, we we told the person, like, hey, listen, like, uh, we are look, feeling like we're going to be late uh, and, and miss um, miss the, uh, the connecting flight. Because originally, right, the... We were flying from, on the way home, we're flying from Rome to Montreal and then Montreal to LaGuardia. And I had originally planned it where the uh, layover was going to be like two hours. And we had already like, you know, the delay was longer than that. So in my head, I'm thinking, man, this is going to suck. I got to like try and figure out, I got to speak to somebody when we get there. Hopefully there's another you know, Air Canada flight or an interline flight where I can get on another flight home. I really don't want to sleep in Montreal. I'm really, you know, trying to get home. And on the, you know, we get to the, uh, we get on the flight and it's a three, four, three. And I'm telling you, dude. So Carolyn sat in the, uh, in the aisle. I sat in the middle and it's like, heavier set dude was sitting by the window and when i tell you that our thighs were basically touching the entire time oh on that God. flight i ain't kidding and what what's frustrating about that the the thigh touch reza is like i and you know it's, it's i'm not saying like it sucks dude yeah. it's not ideal um, yeah you, you it's not the same it's not the same as a knee touch like with a knee touch you, it's like an accidental oh oh my bad i, I actually you know like you you shift you move with the thigh touch no that's 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 the whole plane ride the only thing you can do is scooch closer to, to carolyn and and at that point you're just kind of like leaning your body yeah mm, yeah that's ideal. exactly it not ideal not ideal whatsoever and so it was like oh man like 
you know, it, it, I know he didn't mean it, but like he's just a larger dude, and so there's really not much that he can do uh, yeah. to to sort of you know help the situation. But I was not comfortable. Karen was also sleeping on my on my shoulder. She wasn't like she wasn't able to find like a comfortable way to sleep. So I was like, all right, you know, I just use my shoulder. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it was definitely rough. I'll say we, we land. Okay. We land. I, you know, I'm finally starting to talk to the dude next to me and he's a nice guy. Uh, doesn't make it any better that our thighs have been touching the entire time, but <laughs> all right, well, you're not an asshole. Um, and yeah. then I saw that there was a, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, in the entertainment sort of screen, they're like, oh, you can input your uh your flight information or like your your connections and they'll uh they'll sort of start to list it uh to see like you know what terminal you got to get to so on and so forth right right and it says when i input our original flight like oh it's been delayed by two hours and i go are you kidding me are we gonna make this flight and so, obviously, you know, every second after you land is excruciating. Yeah. The plane's sitting in tarmac. We're waiting for a jet bridge, yada, yada, yada. And then um, we, you know, it, it felt like everyone on this flight was like, no one's final destination was Montreal. Or if it was, it was only a small subset of folks. And so everyone's like running off the plane. Uh, when we meet up with like one of those like hey connect like the connection agents, they're like you gotta run you you like you have to run. They're radioing ahead, and so when I say that Carolyn and I were full on, like not like in a joking like oh you know we've got to mm-hmm. run and it's gonna be a little it's like, no 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 yeah I'm sweating yeah and that's how that's how hard I'm running. And I'm so just we, shaking my head right now, dude. Like as you're telling this, my head's just nonstop and shaking. <laughs> and so we also were like, all right, well, when we checked our bags in in Rome, we're like, hey, you know, we're sort of like talking to the agent, like, hey, listen, like we're already getting delayed. Uh, what do you think we should do with our bags? We got to check our bags. And the agent was like, hey, listen, like what you're gonna do is um, <laughs> your going to check it and then pick it up in montreal and then what you'll do is uh um what's it called you'll you'll and then you'll just rebook hopefully another flight and then you should be set it's like all right fine fuck it we'll, we'll just do that no big deal and um only to find out when we get to the get to montreal and we land that we asked the connection person, I was like, hey, listen, do we need to, like, pick up our bag? And he goes, there's no time. Uh, the bags will, will the bags will join you. I was like, all right, so I guess maybe <laughs> they'll, that'll work. And so we, like, we're, we're booking it, dude. We're, I'm like, you know, we're running, we're running, we're running. We, uh, we fly ahead. Uh, people are, like, basically, like, it's almost like, you know, people are parting of the red sea right get out the way they gotta start shouting ahead everyone's like getting out i was like you know get out the way people are moving stanchions like american citizens to the right everyone (laughs) else to the left and it's like all right you know we we know which way we're supposed to be going and it was at one point like just as we're about to get to customs 
there's a person who's checking boarding passes, and uh, Carolyn like had not uh, downloaded her boarding pass. And I was mm-hmm. like, "You are, you've got to be kidding me!" I'm like, "We are not. I'm not missing this flight just because you didn't download your boarding pass." But thankfully, thankfully, she was able to pull it up in time. We then rushed through to customs, and I didn't know about this dude, but Global Entry works in Canada. Uh, it's almost like a pre-screen into the U.S., and so we did the. Um, we did global entry in Canada. We talked to the uh, the border agent person. He was super fine. And then we did actual security. And I'm telling you, dude, I am I am stressed. Everything's just like, come on, hustle. Take your shoes off. Take your, like, you know, basically, like, like trying to get everything done as proactively as possible. And uh, what's it called? We... We get to we get through everything and only to find out when we get to the uh, when we get to the gate that the flight has been delayed and people are standing around the checking gate and everyone's like you bet everyone's like this this plane better take off and I was like what's going on like, oh there's a pilot schedule issue this plane might not take off because if they can't find a pilot. Who who uh, has enough hours? Uh, we're not flying. I was like, "Are you kidding me? We did all that, and we may not fly." But thankfully, that drama was short lived. Uh, we were able to fly home, and then when we landed on LaGuardia, super quick flight. It was like you know less than ninety minutes in the air. Uh, we're, we're you know Carol and I are high fiving each other. We can't <laughs> believe that we made it home. Yeah, we get to the baggage counter. Uh, baggage carousel and of course the uh the thing isn't there it's like, Naturally. Oh, yeah you remember that remember when they said that you know we had to pick up our bags in montreal yeah we never did that uh because we um, obviously we would rather make our flight but by doing so right that just means that we didn't pick up our bags and so we uh we filed another claim with uh with air canada and so we're still tracking. Originally, they said that the bags ought to be delivered by Monday, but that is most likely not going to be uh, possible, I'll say. And so, um, you know, we, Carol and I, we just, we called a car from the airport. Uh, we had basically no bags on us, and so we just took a, the cab to the diner around the uh, around the, the corner from our apartment just to get some dinner, and then uh, we went to bed. And so what was funny is, you know, I've been sort of joking, but it just felt like this trip was a uh, a ch- uh, what's it called a, a bingo board of whatever could have gone wrong did go wrong, and. Uh, thankfully though they didn't have my sister she had her dress like everyone like who was like obviously integral to the wedding had all their stuff so thankfully it was like you know and we and we had our us uh our wedding attire it was just the annoying thing of like oh man like we obviously don't want our bags delayed you know you read all these things about like oh this is just uh you know, the numbers are that more and more people are getting their bags delayed and you're like, oh, you just hope it doesn't happen to me. And when it does happen to you, it's awful. And so, you know, it's, uh, 
it is what it is. Uh, we're still waiting for our bags, like all of our clothing, dude. We just bought those away bags, uh, like a a, che- a large che- you know, checked bag and a, a some sort of smaller flex carry on, and we spent a good map, good bit of money on it. Spent a good bit of money on all the clothes. Like we like a lot of the stuff is like uh, kind of a hassle to have to replace if we needed to, and so hopefully it doesn't come to that. Uh, obviously, you know. Because we were post-wedding, we put all of our wedding stuff in there. And I just spent like $1,000 on that suit. And I'd love for that to come back. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. long story short, our time in Italy was a lot of fun. Uh, probably wouldn't go back again to like Florence and Rome in the summertime. That's probably not the smartest time to go. If you want to, if you're finding yourself going to Italy, like definitely go in the like fall, like late fall. Uh, so that everything's a little bit more bearable. Um, and yeah, my sister had a beautiful wedding. We were super grateful that we were able to celebrate and, and yeah, but like, you know, Star Alliance really screwed us, uh, whether it was a, uh, labor strike in Munich and having our bags delayed there to just, you know, the, the crazy check-in delay experience. And then our bags are just essentially just floating around a carousel in Montreal, probably. Hopefully no one takes that bag. Uh, it's a nice bag, but you know, uh, stranger things have happened, and so hopefully we, uh, hopefully we get it soon. That's all I can say. Yeah, hopefully. That's just super frustrating, dude. I, I've been super fortunate that I haven't had poor luck with regards to my bags, in a long, long time. Like since I was like six, like or maybe ten, ten, tenish, and that really? wasn't in my bag. Yeah, yeah, that was um. Yeah, I don't think I'm actually the one time the one thing was um British Airways lost Gordon's stroller um two or th- no three years ago and we never got compensation for that. Because that was that was like just after the COVID and COVID situation and they were like, Oh yeah, it'll probably be it'll probably show up at some point or something like that. Like cause everybody was calling the airlines, nobody can get in touch. I actually tweeted at them never never got a response like (laughs) um, it was and then like you know i could get a hold of them sure enough i'm sure at this point um just kind of let it go i don't know it's 100 bucks should probably try to get it back um but yeah that was the one thing that we lost other than that i've never i haven't lost my own i don't think i've ever lost a bag and like had it show up late or anything like that my when we went to iran um, Lufthansa lost um, Mustafa's um, suitcase, and so and we were there for a month. And so, like all his, all of his like American clothes, his shoes, those were all in that bag. Like, oh god, everything was gone. Um, and like he never got that back. Yeah, we had to like you know replace everything. And then my sister, my half sister, she lost a bag coming when when they moved from California back uh to the philly area but that showed up they like delivered it uh, uh, you know a day or two later so that's that's been my experience and, like the only reason i mentioned that is because i was there at the airport picking them up so that's been my experience with with lost baggage and and like i don't think i fly quite as much as you but i still fly fairly frequently um you know a few times a year so yeah yeah and we're also not checking bags every single flight, but I feel like you're at greater risk maybe with international, but I don't really know. No, I'm not sure if that's true. You're at greater risk if you have a checked flight. 
That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess connection. Oh, sorry, uh, connecting so, yeah, flight. Yeah, connection. Connecting yeah, flight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've been trying. I've been avoiding connection, connecting flights <laughs> like the plague. I, I don't like doing them anymore. Um, and and again, I'm largely not traveling um, internationally. I'm mostly doing it in the states, and so I mostly avoid um, uh, connecting flights. But I'll do it if I have to. And you're right. That's that's certainly when when uh, when it becomes a problem, and like. My also, you know, the other fear is like what happened when you were in in Montreal, like trying to get from like if you have a connecting flight that's delayed and then the next flight is cutting it close. Now you're in trouble because like maybe you had maybe you were like, OK, I'm going to put two hours in just in case. And if two hours isn't enough, now you're uh, now you're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, with that connecting thing, like how much time is enough time to potentially go to, you know, the arrivals uh, baggage carousel, pick it up, go to departure, you know, like it, it's such a hard science to, yeah. to figure yeah. out. Um, and, you know, normally I don't like checking bags. I like being able to bring everything onto the plane and basically get off the plane and just be on your way. Uh, but you know, when you're traveling, uh, obviously with more people for a longer time, you're going to need to try to check, check a bag. And so I've started to get over that, but there's just the, the natural by, you know, sort of what happens. Like if yeah. you do check a bag and there are labor, sh- uh, sort of strikes or there's just like not enough people to, to do all the work. And it's like, yeah, that, that does suck. Um, and there will be an impact. And thankfully we haven't like lost, lost a bag yet, but. It's just frustrating, but yeah, all the clothes that I just bought, uh, I can't even wear. And so it's just, it's just frustrating. But you know, like I said, overall, fantastic trip. Really happy. Um, Italy is always fun. Uh, Just don't go in the, in the summertime. It's, it's awful. Yeah. It's too hot. (laughs) But yeah, that's the trip. That's the trip in a nutshell. Uh, How, uh, how are things with you? Yeah, not bad. Um, I, so last week uh, I booked a flight to Seattle, and this is just going to be uh, uh, a me and Lena flight. We're we're leaving Gordon with with Grandma, um, and I'm excited for it. it it's just three days. We're going to be gone. It's it's next month, and we're going to be gone from Wednesday to Saturday morning. So we leave we leave Wednesday like first thing in the morning, and then we get it's a red eye back so that we're back in time um, for the weekend with Gordon. So that way, you know, he can go to daycare and all that fun stuff. Um, I just realized today, so like a week later, as I was like trying to like put together, um, like make arrangements, like all we're really going for is like food and to to chill, um, and show her. Cause when we were, when, when I was out in Seattle back in 2015, eight years, eight years ago, Sandy, eight years ago, we were there when you, when we, when we did Blanca Lake, um, I can't believe it's been eight years. That's ridiculous. Um, she never got to visit me. And so I'll, um, I'll be able to just like show her everything um i'll also be able to see my cousins yeah. and, and, and uncle and stuff so that'd be cool too but like it's really this is really a trip where we can just kind of like do our own thing and unwind and relax together so i'm not i haven't told them that i'm coming out yet um i just want like when i when I, when we see them i kind of want it to be like a hey we're gonna meet up at this restaurant type of thing and then um and then we're all gonna go our separate ways because at this point like we have very limited time and we're just trying to like do our own thing, you know. 
Like no yeah. disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect. I haven't seen you in this many years, but um, it would. It, it's just, like we we just really need the um, we really need a trip. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, I I was making I was like making um or making like a list of restaurants and all that other good stuff that we want that we should like check out. And I realized mm-hmm. that I made a huge mistake. So as I was booking the flight last week, I kept catching like there were little like um. So I was trying to book the flight right. And I was doing it through Capital One's travel uh, site because I have their Venture X card, right? And I, but you to get like the the bonus points as well as take advantage of the airline credit, um, you have to book it through their portal, which is a little bit annoying. Of course, I, I usually just prefer to do it through, you know, whatever airline I opted to to travel with. But whatever, no big deal, right? So I'm going through the process, and um, I find a flight that I finally want. And I try to book it, and as I get to like the checkout page, it's like, oh, sorry, but that flight that you wanted, it's up, it's uh, up by like a hundred dollars now. So that this is your actual total price. And it's like, oh well, great. Um, I would have picked a different flight because of that. So then I'm going back and forth. I do this process like four or five times with different flights, and I finally find one that I just settle on, and. I made the mistake because the previous flight that I was trying to take was leaving at like 11.55 p.m. Friday and arriving at 6 a.m. Saturday. And so then I'm looking up flights to say, okay, we're going to do the red eye instead of like trying to depart at like 6 a.m. Um, you know, because what's the difference, right? We get a few like three extra hours of sleep basically. Right. What's that going to um, do? Plus we have to pay for the hotel room for an extra night. So, um, Yeah. So we'll just take the red eye. Like we'll we'll stay. We'll maybe we we'll get to the airport early, stay in the lounge or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. And but the mistake that I made was because previously, like the previous two flights that I was looking at for the red eye were departing at eleven fifty something p- uh, p.m. This flight that I accidentally booked was leaving at twelve ten a.m., which means that was f- f- leaving twelve ten a.m. Friday, arriving back in Chicago Friday. So I only caught that today. Luckily, I was able to exchange that for free. So I was I was able to resolve that today. But that was uh that was my slight heart attack moment, like my my heart sinking moment today. Um, otherwise, shoot, I don't know, like not not too much really going on. Um, Gordon caught in hand, foot, mouth. That's been going around in the daycare. So like, was, yeah, just what is non-stop. that? I've heard I've heard know, of that. What is yeah. it? Hand foot. I I only know it as hand foot mouth. It is. Uh, so hand foot mouth disease is a common children's virus that causes sores in the mouth and rash on the hands and feet. It's caused by it's it's a it's a condition that's spread by direct contact with saliva and mucus. Symptoms can include fever, sore throat, feeling unwell, irritability, and loss of appetite. The virus usually clears up on its own within ten days, um, often even shorter. And this is like a thing that's like it's like cyclical, dude. Like the kids, just like one person gets it at daycare. Apparently, you don't have to stay home unless you actually have a fever. So that what the, so the kids still come back. They give it to another kid. Then that kid gives it to another kid. Maybe it goes around a couple of different times, and then that kid mutates enough, or maybe the kid's immunity just sucks, and they're able to catch it again. So it would like Gordon just had it like three weeks ago, and he's got it yet again. And um, yeah, like the the symptoms are pretty like. Like he's, he's got some bumps on his hand. That's really all he has, but he's irritable. He's got a runny nose. Uh, he doesn't really have a fever, 
Um, but yeah, just in general, isn't feeling great. He's still like, he's still Gordon. So he's still like off the walls. He wants to play. He wants to do stuff. So, um, you know, we're like running around, took him to the park yesterday, um, rode a scooter and whatnot. But like at the end of the day, especially after his nap, I say at the end of the day, but really like, at you know, um, after like his nap, he's just kind of like, he just needs to chill. He just wants to chill for the most part. Um, and he's, he's just been like tired all the time. So anyway, that's really been our weekend in, in the house, uh, for, for most of it. Um, and just like working on this trip, man, well, I hope that he feels better soon. You know, that's, that's not fun to, to have something like that be cyclical. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it, I hope it kind of like falls away. Um, it's like a different thing when like the kids are sick in the summertime, you know. Yeah, just, it's, such know. Like dis- kid, it's such a it's such a it's such a waste of good time. Kids are just gross, dude. Like <laughs> you tell, like they they don't they don't know boundaries. They don't understand boundaries. Like if 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 you if you get on, like if you go to work right and somebody sneezes or coughs and like you could tell it's like a oh, they're sick type of thing, you generally avoid them, right? Like, not like, oh, stay away from me. I don't want to have anything to do with you type of deal. But like, you're not necessarily shaking that person's hand or like, you know, uh, eagerly getting in their face and having conversations and like hugging them and stuff like that. When kids are sick, like they don't care. They're, they're hugging each other. They'll give each other like a kiss on the cheek. They'll touch the same stuff that each other that, you know, They'll, they'll like take things from one another um they'll sneeze on each other's faces like it's just it's just a madhouse in there and so yeah it's not a surprise that that they get sick as often as they do um it's just it just sucks in general when you have to like especially when you have to stay at home from work and um yeah so if he's sick tomorrow we're not going to send him in like if he's still coughing and everything we're not going to send him in. And I know he's excited about going in tomorrow because they have some like special teddy bear picnic thing going on. And he's, he's uh, been like talking about it nonstop. So if he has to stay at home, now we have to like do a supplemental, like, Oh, we're we just going to do a, a picnic in the backyard. Uh, you know, me, you mom and grandma. So we'll see. Damn. That could be yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just like make up for it, I guess. But yeah, we'll see. Um, cool. Well, shit. That sounds like fun. Um, I really don't have anything else. I, I appreciate you letting me sort of run through the trip as quickly as I did. Uh, I, I do feel the, uh, the jet lag sort of setting in, so I do need to get out of here. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing. Definitely, I'm not surprised that you're feeling the jet lag. So, yeah, definitely get out of here and get some sleep. Um, hope, I hope that wears off soon, and I hope you get that bag as soon as possible. Appreciate you. I'll, I'll let you know, and I'll let everyone. I'll update everyone maybe next week when I, when I do if I do get it. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see everyone next week.